look. Somebody say, look. Look. The book of Isaiah, chapter 51, verse 1 in the NIV. The book of Isaiah, chapter 51, verse 1. Said, listen to me, you who pursue righteous, righteousness and, and who seeks the Lord, look to the rock from which you were cut and the quarry which you were hewn. The book of Psalms, chapter 105, verse 4, says, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. The book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 2, is that looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down in the right hand of the throne of God. I want to remind you of what you already know. What you see impacts what you desire. You remember when you went to the Poconos Sports Court seven years ago? You had was that knife, um, the, the, the presentation of knives on cutlery. You didn't even know you needed knives. You didn't even know you needed a knife for turkey, a knife for steak, a knife for butter. And you wind up buying the knives, right? Because <laughs> what you saw impact what you desired. Yeah. You ever go to the car dealership and say, I'm not buying nothing? And the next day you text your friends, and I put you down as a reference. <laughs> this, hot, this, this hot day is calling my name. <laughs> Ten-year water drink, right? And we know that some people in life don't do well because they don't have models. Mm. We know representation matters, right? And that we need to have models that we believe we can do it because we see someone that looks like me, someone that's from the same area, that someone from the same background doing great things. That means I can do great things. So I want to remind you that Jesus Christ is our master model. So the big idea is today is look at your choices, look at your savior, and look at the saints. Look at your choices. Brothers and sisters, we have to begin to look at our choices, our habits, and our decisions. We all know we're born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our decisions. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. And, and if you love philosophy, you gotta read the book of Ecclesiastes. If you love philosophy, you gotta read Ecclesiastes and Job, Proverbs, and then a little later on, Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon, we need some reference material there. <laughs> but it says that, it says in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, that's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, but this is everyone's duty. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus says, Seek the kingdom of God above else, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Mm. Not necessarily everything you want, <laughs> but everything you need. And brothers and sisters, since I got you here, and Sister Adam did a great job sharing, we have to start looking at our subconscious, habitual choices, and begin to ask the Holy Spirit to give us strength to make better choices. Because we know our decisions impact our destiny. And so I'm not a preacher to the choir. So we'll go to the next big idea. Amen? <laughs> but I just wanted to share that. That look, look, look. I, I went to the doctor. I was a fancy doctor. They did blood work, skin work. They looked at my eye, everything, right? And everything they told me was wrong with me, I said, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and they were like, you know, you should. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, cholesterol. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And they were like, your, your blood pressure is good. I was like, oh, praise God. <laughs> um, 
But I realized that whatever they told me was a reflection of our choices. Right. So the second big idea is that we have to keep looking at Jesus. Don't get sick in the Gospels. Keep reading the red and pray for the power. Right? And when I say read the red, you know the old school Bibles, all the words of Jesus was in red. Keep reading the red and praying for the power. You know, I gotta tell you, in terms of, of lit, like literary work, the, the book, the Gospel of John, first and second and third John, the little books, and the book of Revelation is beautiful. Like, if you look at it from a Bible view, it starts from the beginning and goes to the end. And so if you keep looking at the gospel, if you keep looking at Jesus, you keep seeing new things. If you keep, you know, it, I, I want to challenge you on certain Saturday mornings when you have nothing to do. Look at that as a spiritual appointment. Put on some gospel music, find a translation, New Living Translation, NIV, and read the gospels. And you see what God is like. You and I saw it in the Bible when his first miracle was at a wedding. God loves wedding. Genesis chapter 1 and 2, it opens with a man and a woman get married. And Revelation 21 and 22 closes with a wedding, right? And Jesus' first miracles at a wedding. There's a theme, right? And we, we see him at, at a wedding, and we see at the wedding with the wine, the wine ran out. The groom was about to be embarrassed, him and his whole family. There was about to be some gossip. They were about to wear a jacket for the rest of their lives. And Jesus came and turned water to wine. And it's the water everybody put their hands in. You may say, how can God do something in my life? Everybody had their hand in my life. My life is dirty. People impacted me. People abused me. But Jesus can turn that water into wine. Yes, he can do something great in your life. Yes. Something that people consider dirty. Something that people consider that something they can use. I know many of you guys... The, you feel like your family uses you, your child uses you, society uses you. But I'm here to let you know that God is still in the reformation, transformation business. Now, his first miracles had a wedding, and we see the, the, the eternal ramifications, but we see he took away someone's shame. And that wine turned out to be good wine. That that groom almost left the loser, but he wound up being a champion. That's what he does. But we see Jesus at a stony court when there was an adulterous woman ready to get stoned. And, and watch him as he sits before a woman caught in the act of adultery, sees her bleeding cuts on her body, dragged like a rag doll before a hungry mob of judgmental men waiting for the first stone to crush her head and bring her to death. But behold our Lord. He asked one question, a question that pierced the heart of every man who's ready to send that woman to a grave. He said, you without sin cast the first stone. And then he went up writing in the ground, broke on the dirt. No one knew who he wrote, but he might have been writing their sins. <laughs> Cheating on the taxes, cheating on your wife, cheating that work, taking rings of copy paper. He might have been writing his sins on the dirt. And they said the oldest ones dropped the rock first. The oldest ones sore. <laughs> and so this morning, I want to remind you, as you study the words of Jesus, that I pray that you remove so much shame. 
I pray. You may work with somebody. You may work in a place as a, a toxic environment where you're picking on that one person. And I pray that maybe you stick up for that person. I pray that you would use your voice to make a difference. That you would hear the still small voice from heaven and use your voice to make a difference. Lastly, I want you to look at men and women of God as inspiration. We look at our choices. We look at the Lord. And as you study the Bible, look at Peter. Peter started scared. He denied the Lord three times. And then the Holy Spirit comes into his life and he preaches before thousands of people and becomes, becomes like the prince of the church. And then when he was getting martyred, they were ready to put him on the cross. And he said, hold up. I'm not worthy to die like my Lord. Put me upside down. I'm not worthy. And I pray for some of us that there will be a gradual progression of boldness for the Lord. A gradual, not rudeness, not a lack of tact, but a holy boldness to make some choices that are unpopular, to stand up for what is right, to live a life of holiness and healthy, healthful, healthful, and happy. Not to fall for the programming of Madison Avenue and social media, but to allow the Holy Spirit to be your tutor, to be your guide towards greatness, like the Apostle Peter. That you will look in the book of Acts, chapter 9. There was a woman named Tabitha, or they also called her Dorcas. That she died. And when, when the apostle came to our house to pray for her, everybody said, Look what she sold for me. Look at this tunic. Look at this scarf. There was evidence of her love. There was evidence of her charity. There was evidence of her faith. And I pray one day when your race is finished, that people will hold up evidence. This young woman made a difference in my life. Amen. This man made a difference in my life. This man helped me get a career. This woman yeah. taught me how not to beat up my kids. Yeah. Look at Jimmy. Look at Kenny. Look at Pastor Ray. Walking supernatural sobriety and recovery from addiction. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Look at Anna. Look at Amos. Look at Malik. Going back to school. And working and getting their associates, their bachelors, their masters. I mean, Amy's got two masters. Two masters? <laughs> Look at Pete. Look at not break the curse of poverty, divorce, addiction, and prison with their life. Every, every anniversary is a trophy for the Lord. Not you. Look at you in church today. Come on now. Three years ago, some of you guys would have never thought you would be in church. Look at you in church. Look at you begin your deeper walk with God. Look at you walking with faith and hope and love. You got to see you as a champion. Because yes, we're quick to root for the Mets, but we don't root for ourselves. Easy, easy, easy. We'll root for the Mets. The Jets, the Vets, and the Giants, right? <laughs> well, we won't look for ourselves. Look at you contending for your crowd. Look at you staying in the course. Yeah. Look at you staying encouraged. Yeah. No one knowing the battle you're going through in your mind and your heart. Okay. That you, you just the fact that you're here is the evidence of victory. Come on now, yeah. The fact that you didn't lose your mind and you didn't take your life. <laughs>
All I pray you help us look at our choices, yeah. our habits, our decisions, our default thinking, and let them be aligned with your will and ways. I pray that we would never give up looking at Jesus, and that as we see the Lord taking away shame, that you would use us in our lives to take people's shame. As we, as we see the Lord rescuing people from judgment, that you would use our lives to rescue people from judgment. As we see what you did in Peter and Dorcas and Pete's lives and Pastor Ray's lives and Sister Anna and Avis, all these champions of faith, I pray that what you've done for them, you would do for us. Yeah. I pray that we will be a tribe of champions that put you first. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you.